اسم من فرانکه من توی پادکست راین هولت بودم Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Ocho Podcast. Uh, today we have a very uh, special episode. Uh, my my guests and I are kind of having sharing a little bit of a laugh because, you know, I, I think there's some weird stuff going on. But, you know, given today's topic, it, it, it is a little heavy, but I think it's uh, totally justified in doing. Um, unless you've been kind of sleeping under a rock, there's been a lot of protests going on in, in Iran. Uh, and it's kind of popped off with a, a girl by the name of Masa Amini, who basically was, you know, trying to live her best life and was um, arrested by the morality police for her, her hijab. Now, there's a video that shows when she's being arrested, like her head hit the van. And, you know, a couple of days later, they said, look, she had a heart attack. She passed away. But people aren't buying that. You know, they're thinking that she was probably beaten or, or whatnot. But given the history of Iran, um, th- this has kind of been uh, a lot of years in the making. But what has been so historic and notable about this event is you literally have Iranian women that have taken off their hijabs and cut them and threw them. And if you know anything about that culture, it's such a big thing to do. Um, but it just shows you the power of the people and the power of the females that are starting to say, like, that is enough. We are not doing this anymore. Uh, I have a great guest on to chat uh, about this topic because she can speak from it from a personal side, but she's way more educated on it. People kind of laugh all the time because they know, hey, I'm married to a, a Lebanese Egyptian uh, person and my kids are, you know, half Middle Eastern, which we call them United Nations global citizen babies because we've got Jamaican, German, everything all mixed in. But this, uh, what's happening in Iran is huge. So my next guest is uh, Farah. Farah, can you introduce yourself to our audience? You are amazing. How this conversation even came into fruition was you sent me a DM saying, Ryan, would you share this out with your platform? And I said, look, I, I think this is so relevant. I would love to have you on and educate our audience on why this matters so much for you. Yeah, for sure. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, as you said, my name is Farah. I am an Iranian Canadian. I was born in Iran, um, raised in Canada. Um, I was 11 years old when I was, when I left Iran. And um, even as a young girl, I had to cover my hair to be able to attend school or leave the house. Um, what is happening in Iran right now is absolutely heartbreaking. And um, for me as a young woman, um, it hits really hard um, because I could have been Masa Amini had I been living at home. Um, so this is a this is a huge deal for me. Um, and, you know, it is for a lot of my family and my friends that are also in in Canada and also back home. What, what would you say, so you came over from Iran when you were 11 years old, um, and back then, do you remember kind of the, 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 the environment that the country was in? Like, would you say it was something that was great, good, not good, you know, parents fled? What would you say was the state of Iran when, as you knew it, if you can kind of go back to 11 years old, mm-hmm. which I know is For tough, sure. but. No, absolutely. I mean. For as long as I remember, women had no rights back home. Mm. And um, one of the main reasons we left Iran was because, again, um, there was there was the basic human rights were missing. Mm. Um, so, I mean, my my parents left, uh, you know, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm very lucky that we were able to do that um, just because many women or a lot of people back home are not able to do that right now. Mm. 
Now, if we go back to 1979, March 7th, I think this is huge because there, would you, would we call him the president or the Shah? I don't know which the terminology, that's where you're going to help me out. But there was a, a person named Homini that basically installed this, this hijab law and kind of the morality police. And I know people listening are like, wait a sec, Ryan's saying the morality police. Like if you're in Canada, United States, you don't, you would. I don't want to, I'm not trying to make a joke of it, but you would say the morality police. Like, are we talking mm-hmm. about karma? Are we talking about, but there's literally something in Iran called the morality police in which if you don't abide by their, the morals in which they put on to you, you can be arrested. I mean, there's been killings. There's been just terrible stuff. And they're literally called the morality police. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you mentioned something interesting earlier saying that, you know, the hijab or covering our hair is a big part of our culture. Um, that, you know, covering our hair and wearing a hijab was was never uh, an Iranian culture. It mm. was reinforced when, you know, the Islamic Republic took over. Mm. And, um, you know, with the morality police, it's, it's a really crazy concept because if you are not uh, following their rules, if you are not covering your hair, for instance, uh, to their liking, you could literally get arrested yeah. and get taken to custody. And I mean, the same thing happened with Masa Amini. She was in, uh, she was wearing a hijab, but her hair, a little bit of her hair was showing and the morality police did not like that. And they, you know, they took her to custody and they basically beat her to death. For not mm. for not properly covering her hair. Now, uh, the point you made there about you know me saying hey the hijab is a part of the culture. This is what's so interesting is that even on a personal level, when I've talked to people, because you know you got Muslim and Druze and Christian and all these different you know co- you know religions coming into into play, which is such a big topic. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm the religion of love. I say that our GPS should be joy. You know, my destination is always love and joy. And so I'm a, more of a spiritual person where I believe what you do unto others comes back on you. So I'm a big believer in karma and I'm a big believer in vibe. And that's why I call it the soulful currency account. It's, you know, do into the world what, what you would like done unto yourself as the, as the old mm-hmm. adage goes. But somebody like me who says, oh my gosh, look at the, the, the hijab is a part of the culture. That's how it's kind of been marketed out to the West. For sure. That's how it's, yeah, always, that's, how it's that's how it's kind of been pushed out towards, you know, Canada and, and era and parts of Europe and, and, and the United States. Right. So for you, it, you're saying basically this is something that was never a part of the Islamic culture. This is something that was mm-hmm. for lack of better words, man made and put on to it. Now, would you say that it was put on to oppress <laughs> females? In a way, do you feel like it was brought on? Like, what was the main reason for somebody to say, look, you need to wear a hijab and cover your hair, in your opinion? I mean, perhaps it could have been a belief. Um, it could be control. Um, it could be their personal um, opinion. Um, mm. But regardless, down the road, um, it was an obligation for women mm. to cover their hair. Yeah. Um, whether it started as a belief again, whether it was, you know, for religion reasons. Um, and, you know, what is happening right now uh, with women fighting on the streets, fighting so hard for the right is that not everybody believes in that, you know. Mm. And, you know, as women, we should have the right to choose for ourselves. Mm. We shouldn't be uh, living in fear 
of getting killed if I chose not to cover my hair. Um, and that's why it's just such a such a um, powerful topic, and we should all really just be talking about it and um, come together to address this issue. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm going to speak. I always believe when we share our personal stories, it allows others to share theirs. My my wife's family, you know, and again, dad is, you know, Egyptian, but technically Lebanese descent. Mom is palestinian slash guatemalan and so you look at all these even on her side of the family you would look at uh the aunties you know amo ama right all these mm -hmm. and you would see and i would always say how come she's wearing a hijab and then she's not wearing a hijab and then it's like and then her her mom's you know my mother-in-law's attitude to it is she's she's a beast she's like i'm a freaking woman i mean i'm a human i can choose whatever the heck i want to do and that, and of course that's backlash from the culture especially when she was living over there but she just didn't take that for now she said look i'm my own person i should have the right to choose whether i want to wear a hijab or not and she's like if i don't believe in that i don't feel like i should so my wife is very very modern obviously and her family's very modern and so they didn't really subscribe to all that even when they were born there and then they came over even before they left, they just thought this is not the way we want to kind of live our life for people who are listening to this. I guess people that don't understand the culture and also people that are in the culture. What would you say to that, you know, to have that freedom? Because, again, this episode is not, you know, I'm not focusing on the political side of it. It's more on the human rights. But you as an Iranian woman, how do you feel about that, about your right and the hijab and just just the actual concept of somebody telling you? you have to do this for sure i mean i can't even imagine um again i have the luxury um living in canada to choose that for myself but is um, it a luxury i mean i have a voice i mean i choose not to wear a hijab and i get away with that you know but you use um, the word but you use the word luxury so i'm not being cynical with you but think about that is it a luxury for you to have your I mean, own right to, to choose it's sad for me to even have to use that word, right? But there are people in the Middle East, for instance, um, the perfect example of what's happening in Iran, they mm. don't have that kind of choice. They don't have <laughs> that kind of freedom. Um, mm. But I do, you know, and I'm very grateful for that. Mm. Uh, you know, the fact that it is 2022 and we are still talking about women's rights, um, basic mm. human rights, mm. your body, your choice. I mean, it's absolutely devastating. I have friends that do wear hijabs, I have friends that don't, you know, and um, we respect each other. Ultimately, you do whatever you want to do. You dress the way you want to dress. And there's, you know, I would never discriminate towards people who would who would like to cover their hijab. What the people in Iran are asking is that allow us to have a choice, allow mm. us to have a freedom, allow mm. us to dress the way we want to dress without getting beaten to death or being mm. killed. Mm. To me, that's that's absolutely um, terrifying to have mm. to constantly um, live in the in a in a state of fear. Mm. Well, the culture, so you know, it's 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 kind of interesting. Like it's funny if you take like a Lebanese person, you say, "Oh my gosh," you know, you, uh, Edmonton. I mean, you, you know, we're we both got Edmonton roots, right? So when I think of Lebanese, I think of Castle Downs, right? I'm like, "Yo, I gotta get Donair. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta get Donair or something. Come on now, right?" If I go to Mill Woods, I mean, I grew up in Mill Woods. Mill Woods is, I mean, I went to school with all East Indian people, right? Yep. And mm -hmm. so then you then you take Iranian and Persian. I kind of put that. I kind of put you guys in the middle somewhere where I said, "Okay, 
I got Lebanese in the north. I got my East Indians in the in the south. The West End always was kind of like, I don't know who lives in the West End. The East End, you know, Clairview. But yeah. if I roll that all the way back and I say, okay, you have some friends that wear the hijab and then some that don't, and then you have the moral respect for it. Do you think that they wear the hijab because they truly believe in it? Or do you think it's something that they're just, there's a little bit of fear to, to not do that and go against the grain. How much of this is fear that's really been instilled, you know, mm -hmm. in, in terms? Because, and I have to bring that word up because if you're looking at 2022, like you said, and you're saying, hey, here's this girl named Masa Amini and she was beat to death. I mean, yeah. you're, you're trying to instill fear, mm -hmm. period, right? Sure. What, would you say, what would you say to that? Yes. I mean, it could be fear, it could be an obligation, you know, it could be a personal decision. Um, mm. But from what we see in Iran right now, um, it is a mandatory act that you have to wear a hijab, mm. you have to cover your hair. You know, regardless of who you are, regardless of your religion, regardless of your race, I personally do not believe a government should have a saying in how a woman should dress herself. Um, if, if I am a woman, I mean, I am a woman, if I choose not to cover my hair, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to do that just simply because a government is telling me to do so. And I feel like in this day and age, people just have had it. Um, mm. and the beauty, the beautiful thing about it is that it's men and women fighting for, you know, women's rights for Ooh, their human, yes. their basic human rights, basic huge. Yeah, I'm big on that. I was raised by a single mom. I mean, I, I, I'm i more, I mean, I have a lot of estrogen running through my masculine testosterone based body, right? I mean, I'm very in touch with my face masks and serums. And then, you know, that, you know, and, I, and I'm a dad of a girl, you know, my daughter Talia. And it's, it's one of the things that I, I always think about all the time is, you know, what kind of, first of all, what kind of world do you want to try to create design intentionally so that your kids can have a great life long after you're gone? But then it's also, how what kind of woman do I want my daughter to be in the world and I mean I want her to be a beast there is no limitations there is no there's no separation you know I don't treat my son different than my daughter um and in our household it's it's team holds I mean I do dishes I cook you know it's a modernized world that way but mm -hmm. I bring those little things up because those little things are how kids are shaped what they see For in sure. their home on a daily basis is what they will take into their adulthood, at least a good chunk of it, psychologically, right? For, sure. For you, was it your parent? So where, when did you, so you're somebody that says, okay, I see this for what it is. Uh, you're not pulling the wool over my eyes. When did Farah become this Iranian uh, person who said, look, I'm, I, I'm not gonna follow the pack. I'm gonna think for myself. Was this your childhood? Was this your parents? Was this a part of your adulthood? Where did, when did you become this free, independent, strong thinker? For sure. Um, I would say it definitely starts with my parents. Uh, they never had that expectation of me to um, wear what they asked me to wear. You know, they basically give me the freedom to dress for myself. Uh, mm, to mm. do as I please, which is which is great. And you know, growing up, that was that was just a great thing to experience because again, not a lot of women get to do that. Mm. Um, at home, a lot of women have to follow their their dad, perhaps, or follow the the government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dress as they want them to dress. Um, 
and I mean, again, like I, I am not Muslim. I'm a Baha'i. So um, mm -hmm. even even my religion believes uh, we do we are not mandated to cover our hair. It's mm -hmm. not a mandatory thing. So, what is your husband? What is your husband? You're married to a Caucasian white dude. Right. Yes, so, yes. so, so, you know, and listen, Farah, when you come on the Ryan Ocho podcast, we don't do scripted stuff here. Like, I mean, sure. I've had some, of the, I've had some of the best guests in the world. We've had celebrities on, you name it. And the one thing I like people to feel like is they're at home when, when they're in a conversation. So I don't believe in the whole Q and a garbage. Now, what do you, what does your husband say when he's like, I mean, he's, he grew up, is he, he grew up in Canada, right? He's Canadian, right? Yes. So, yes, I mean, I, I mean, we never, like, if he grew up here, there was no such thing as you. You know, you told a woman on the street, you better cover up your hair. I mean, you ever said that like, oh, my, it's not going to be a good day for you. What is what does he think about, you know, that with his upbringing and then also seeing with your culture? Because I think that's an important topic because you do see a lot of people, right? They're they're, they're marrying out of culture or mixed race or interrate, like whatever you want to call it, which I think is great. But what is what kind of conversations does that propel in your household when you see these things going on? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, um, it's a really beautiful thing when two cultures come together. And yes. um, the, for the last, you know, week, we've been having, you know, a topic every, basically every single day, we talk about what is currently happening in Iran. And mm. um, I do talk about it. I mean, I show video footages of the current state of Iran, of what is happening in Iran and outside of Iran with all the Iranians and, you know, mm. non-Iranians, which is really, um, which is really cool to witness. Um, he, you know, growing up in Canada, he never experienced what I experienced at home or mm. what other people are experiencing um, mm. outside of Canada and um, especially in the Middle East. Mm. Um, so it's actually really cool to be able to talk to him about, you know, the, the, everything that is happening right now to the government and uh to the people and he's been such a support i mean he, mm. he he's completely on board with me um he just he believes in peace and unity and he thinks what is happening is absolutely insane and um just as i think uh we all need to come together and stand up for um all the other humans who do not have a voice and and be their support system you mentioned that you mentioned a good word there the key word there is he gave you support uh, I'm I'm a I'm a half German I'm a half Jamaican half German guy, but we have a joke. If I was running down the street, the cops wouldn't say, "There's that half German guy running." They'd say, "That's a half black dude running." Period. So, oppression is something black people know about just as much as I mean, we're talking Iranians, you name it, right? So, when you know, even when we bring up indigenous and in Canada with the with our school, look at the schools and the residential schools and the bodies that have been unearthed. And there's so many different religions and cultures and, and backgrounds that have been completely oppressed. If somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Ryan, uh, you know, if we talk about the days of slavery, I just want to let you know I understand how you feel. I'll, I'll, I'll look right back at them and I'll tell them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, that's that's very what I, the, la the language I will accept is, Ryan, I don't understand how you feel, but my God, I'm I empathize with what that could have even looked like. And to me, I, I feel that's better because it shows me that that person actually cares enough to know that they don't necessarily understand what, what that means for somebody else, but they're such a great person that they're like, I want to support and try to learn your perspective, but I'll never like, you know, if somebody was been pinned up to a wall and had rocks thrown at them and you know, you can't say as a person that was watching, I know how that feels to get rocks thrown at you. Right. So 
there's been a lot of that going on, I feel, for, for decades, you know, for centuries, to be honest, where people saying, oh, I know, how, I understand how you feel. And it's like, no, that, that, that verbiage is totally wrong. It's I empathize with how I, I can only imagine how you feel. And then you listen to the person who's went through that experience. So I, I like that. What would you say? Because your whole thing was, I want to bring awareness on this subject. So how would you get people... What, what's your message to people that say, Farah, I understand how what this means when maybe they don't understand, but you just simply want them to have more awareness and education. What would be your bridge for that? For sure. Where I stand with this in my head, the way I view it is that women are being killed for not wanting to cover mm. their hijab. Mm. I don't label it as Iranian woman. I don't label it as mm. Muslim woman. I simply mm. take that label away. And mm. for me as a woman, it is my obligation to stand up for those women. It doesn't matter what part of the world, you know, the protests are happening. It doesn't matter what part of the world, the women are fighting for their basic human rights. To me, um, it is extremely important. Uh, to be their voice. I mean, I'm not sure if you've heard, but the government shut down internet access uh, mm. to all the to all the Iranian mm. citizens. Mm. So they have no way of communicating with us what they're experiencing. Um, and they're they're literally voiceless. So it is extremely important for us to stand globally and be their voice, amplify their voices, you know, to just be by their side, share their stories and raise awareness to hopefully prevent this from happening. Um, and to me, that's really, that's really important. That's a, a very key factor that we need to all come together and fight for those women fight because they need us the most right now. It's uh, it's, you make a great point. And I agree with you. It's, it's really interesting. We look at the people who change the world and who, who innovate the world. And if you actually study most of the great leaders, people who have invented technology, new ways of communicating, travel, oftentimes they're ridiculed in the beginning of their journey. People would tell them, you're, you're crazy, you're an idiot, you're a loser. And then all of a sudden, some guy named Steve Jobs creates a phone that becomes the remote control of your fucking life, right? That's pretty yeah. special. Well, Elon Musk has started to put Starlink in, in, in Iran. And Starlink is basically an independent internet that basically allows goes over the government ability and it's it's uh, how can i explain starlink starlink is like you know how in canada we got like rogers tell us you know it's like it's like something that doesn't even go by the same satellites so now he's given them because he's recognized look these guys are, are are getting their communication rights stripped away so he's given starlink and in certain parts of iran now people are starting to connect into that i think that's amazing i think i think when i see somebody do that they should get a nobel prize for humanitarian because he's he's identified look these people are suffering i want to help them and you know elon musk i mean you ask 10 people you get five people will say i can't stand him five people will say i love the guy but i always say in this world farah and I, I and i'm gonna ask you this before i answer it but i think so many people are focused on being liked that it's literally crippling everybody people should i don't care if people like me i want to be known i don't fucking sure. care if i'm liked like I, if I walk in a room and I speak to 10,000 people, I want 5,000 to say, I fucking hate that guy. And I mm -hmm. want the other 5,000 to be like, I love that guy. But the worst thing that could happen is I leave that room and nobody remembers me. For sure. So what do you think about you, Farah, 
And, and by the way, have you, how many podcasts have you been on before? This is actually my very first one. <laughs> okay. Now yeah. here's what I, here's what I wanted to draw focus on people listening to this episode right now. This is incredible. So, I mean, this speaks to the strength of an Iranian woman who actually wants to use her voice. Nine o'clock last night. I have everything planned for today. Different episode. You hit me up. I don't know when you hit me up a couple days ago. Instagram direct message. I love it. You shoot, you shoot, you know, you shot, you shooted your shot and you said in your direct message, hey, this might just not be, but that's okay. I, I at least have to try. So that's courage. Then I said, okay, well, why don't you come on my show tomorrow morning, which that's at nine o'clock at night the next morning. You're like, well, you know, I got some work obligations. I'm like, well, if it matters enough to you, change your work obligations. Now you're here. That pushed me, Ryan. That pushed me to cancel my work stuff. <laughs> right? Right? So now me, I'm saying to you in a gentle way, you know, hey, if you reach out to somebody and say, yo, I want to be on your show. And then they say, well, hey, we can, we can get you on tomorrow morning. It's like, if it matters enough to you, you're just going to say, yeah, I'll fucking make it work. For period sure. so yep. now i'm just drawing focus on the fact that you said look i'm gonna go on this guy's show and man i'm telling you i'm like if you love the reinhold show podcast you love yourself because the reinhold show podcast is about the people it's about provoking the mind it's about educating the mind it's about it's about provoking curiosity in people i like when i when i can meet somebody and i and i can maybe get them to think about a, a new idea or something different or go inside themselves and do the work you know, like, hey, why am I working that job that I fucking hate? Or, you know, why, why, why am I too scared to reach out to that person that maybe I want to go on their show or do something else or whatever the heck it may be, right? Shooting your shot is where you get, in my opinion, is where you do, you do get your voice. You do give a voice to the voices because people have to say, man, look at Farah. You know, I'm sure it's going to be an Iranian girl that listens to this show. She's like, who's Farah? Oh, that's an incredible girl. I want to go check her out. You're inspiring. Inspiration is truly the, the, the greatest thing. So I want you to speak to that. You messaged to me. What's your what's your version of the events and, and why are you coming on for your first podcast? Did your husband say, yo, you're going to do a podcast? That's cool. <laughs> um, definitely. You know, um, Ryan, I believe that every voice matters. And just like you, I do want to make an impact. Um, especially with the things that I'm passionate about, especially when it, uh, when it involves human rights, mm. um, women's rights, especially again, as a woman, it's extremely yeah. important to me. Again, doesn't matter what part of the world, I mm. will always fight for that. Mm. Um, I mean, I since last week, since this whole um, movement has happened with Masa Amini, I have been posting nonstop. And you know, it's it's incredible when you when I see my non-Iranian friends reposting my posts and raising awareness. Mm. That makes me feel good, and that's what this whole thing is about. It's for, to spread the word, to spread what is currently happening in some parts of the world that you have no knowledge about. Mm. Um, and again, to me, I stand by every voice matter matters, and use your voice if you can, and fight for what is right. So why did you why did you reach out to to me? Why did you send me a direct message? I, I want to know that. Because how do you, sure. you know, when you think about, hey, man, I want to reach out. How, wh how? Why? I reached out to you because 
you know, I have watched your podcast. I've listened to your podcast before. And, you know, you do have a, a huge platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was really important for me to reach out to perhaps local um, mm. influencers, if you mm. will, um, and have them spread the word. Um, mm. You know, you have a massive platform and it's very important for us to use our platforms wisely. Um, mm. So it was it was a no brainer for me to kind of reach out to him, say, hey, um, this is really important to me. And it's very important to um, hundreds of thousands of other people. So if you could shed some light, shed some light on, mm. on the topic, it would it would be a great deal. I think there's I think there's uh I think there's such great takeaways for people listening to this because I'm kind of kind of going in on the question here because I think that it, I've been I've seen your social media for a long time. I mean you're on my LinkedIn and stuff. You always like my stuff and posts and everything. I mean, this is over the course of years, I think. At least a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, you're I don't really know you, but I know your name just because mm-hmm. you show up in my notifications, right? And so um you can always tell people that are sincere. And so you know, people always hit up people all day long. Like, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? And they don't have any value built into it. It's just people trying to take, right? You don't sure. ever, you, you never came across from me as a taker. And so I, I really appreciate you reaching out, but I think there's more, there's more to what you're doing because you're somebody that doesn't post a lot on social media in general. You know, like I see the I'm odd sorry. post from you. So you're somebody, in my opinion, that I've always considered, you see everything. You kind mm-hmm. of sit back and kind of watch. Let me ask you this. Your voice, why haven't you posted more? Like, why haven't you, you know, you have a great voice and you're a very smart person. So is it something that are you shy to post? Is it something where you're like, I just don't want to post. I don't have the time. How come you haven't posted more? You're phenomenal. Um, Are you talking about why am I not posting about the events that are happening in the world? Is that what you're asking? No, just, well, yes, but that's a part of the Farrah magic. I mean, it's, you know, you have so much to say, I think about so many different things, right? And, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big believer of looking in people's eyes and your eyes. I mean, you got books in your eyes, meaning there's so much things you're thinking and knowledge that's wrapped in, right? And I'm sure people in your closest circle say, man, Farrah, you you wear your heart on your sleeve. You know, you, you, you I can see the emotional behind your eyes. But I again, it's people like you need to speak more. You actually are, are trying to put great things into the world. And so I always say, if you have all these people out there that are, you know, it's like spending it's like spreading like propaganda and hatred and all these nasty things. It's like, OK, great. Keep doing that. But you, you flick on your Internet and it's like or your phone. That's like, then you got these people that are lovely people trying to spread peace and love and education and perspective. And I always say like, you gotta have those people step up and say, Hey, I got a great message. I have a great voice and my intentions are extremely good. I'm going to use my voice. Cause I just think about, I'm like, think about how many Iranian women out there right now in your age that would love to hear or see somebody like you talk about what you're talking about right now. You ever think about it that way? For sure. No, that, that that's a very fair um, point. I think that I like to have conversations, um, even when you know something drastic happens in our world. I like to talk about it. I like to talk to my colleagues about it. I like mm-hmm. to talk to my friends about it. Um, you know, you made a great point. Maybe I should start speaking up. You know, but this is the start, Ryan. This is the start. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it is. It is a great point because I think people along your journey, I don't like. I don't know about you, but I think that if you surround yourself with yes people all the time, you'll never grow. You want to surround yourself with people that are like, yo, I see what you're doing. Yo, we could take it to the next level. It's just that constant, constant growth. But again, I just think about if you were to sit down, even after this podcast and think about how many people out there are literally waiting for fair to serve them and you're you're not serving them. And it's like you talk about inspiration and spreading that word. I think it's so important. And so big move you made, you said, yo, I'm going to reach out to this guy. I'm going to go on a podcast for the first time. These are all things that I'll be honest with you. People are fearful to do. Mm-hmm. It I is nerve wracking for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm giving you your props, man. Here's your flowers. <laughs> you know, here's the hummus. Here's the fatouche, whatever the hell you want to call it, man. But listen, it's it's big. So I'm like, yo, I'm just I'm just kind of saying, yo, I'm going to go the extra mile here and say, let's let's do the podcast. But maybe I can spark something in your in your head to be like, maybe you should go create your podcast, the Iranian, you know, podcast for women, whatever the hell it is. Speaking okay. your truth, leaving Iran at 11 years old, you'd be surprised how many people would just invite you. Just like mm-hmm. love it, like eat it up because they're like, man, I need a fair in my life. I need an inspiration in my life. I need somebody that's been where I where I am and they understand what I'm going through a bit. They don't just say, I understand how that hurt to have the rocks thrown at you. Whereas somebody says, I've actually been in your shoes before and I really, truly do understand how you feel. It's different. No, for sure. I completely Love it. agree. That's something to definitely think about. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last thing, my last question is, what what do you want people to know? I, I kind of asked you to get maybe a couple talking points or specific things that you really wanted to, to just enforce, but just kind of the Cole's notes on this episode of what do you want people to, to leave thinking about? For sure. I want people to use their voice. Um, if you do have a voice, uh, you know, especially if you live in the Western world, use your voice. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, such as the people in Iran right now, they simply do not have a voice and they need your help. They need your help to share their stories, to spread awareness on what is currently happening, uh, support them, follow them, you know, uh, be their voice and, uh, be the fight for what they are asking for and fight for what they deserve. Um, as people, we just need simply need to come together um, and support one another. Um, you know, especially for people that are basically fighting their basic human rights. Uh, we need to fight with them and we need to stand up with them and fight for what they deserve. I love that. No, I think that's great. Is there anything else you'd like to add? It's been marvelous having you on. I, I, I'm happy you're, you, now you're not a podcast rookie anymore. <laughs> you know, you came on, had some fun. I appreciate it. Is there anything no, else you'd like sure. to say? The, the floor is yours, my friend. No, for sure. I mean, I, I truly appreciate it, um, you know, that you took the time to discuss this topic, to use your platform, to shed some light on what is going on. It's really important for us to just talk about it, to talk about such issues. And I, I truly appreciate you taking the time um, and doing that. Absolutely. It's, it's like that. It's, and it's truly my pleasure. And I, I mean, I, I really respect what you're what you're doing. And I, I think that's huge. Have you heard that song? It's called by Migos. It's walk it like I talk it. Right. I always say you got to walk the talk. You know, people are talking to walk, but they're not walking. You know, you got to walk the talk like and, and make sure you go that. Um Everybody who's listening again, I, I think this uh, is is just 
it's just so fundamental. And I always say, sometimes I think it's easy to disconnect ourselves from how we feel when we see things going on around the world because it's the old adage of it's not in our backyard. But these things happen in our backyard. They're just not as, you know, out there. But there's a lot of things that happen in Canada and the U.S. Um, and I and I agree with Farah. I think we we all have to use our voice. And I think that there's not that, nothing more noble than trying to give voice to the voiceless, so to speak, in their in their um, you know weakest moments. So uh, if you enjoyed this episode, connect with Farah. Uh, if you haven't left us a five star review, please do so. Uh, hit up our YouTube channel. It'll be on our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Ryan Holtz. Uh, and thank you so much, everybody who's listened to the show. It's been such a great ride. Uh, our listeners are truly why we are where we are for our show. Um, and we try to bring on really amazing guests and have uh, subjects that do matter. And, you know, again, curiosity should always be your mandate. Uh, always, always, always continue to be savage servants. I think being a savage servant is one of the best things you can be. Um, and always show up and serve your world in a way that you would want served upon you. Farah, thanks so much for being on the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Ryan. We're so glad you enjoyed this episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Please don't forget to smash that five-star review as Team Holtz will love you for it. Also, say hi to Ryan anywhere on social media using the handle at Ryan Holtz one that's r-y-a-n-h-o-l-t-z the number one and if you or your business is looking to expand your brand book a brand jam with ryan using the link in the show notes